Welcome to the Mold Matters Podcast. Whether you are looking for help recovering from mold illness or just want to learn more about creating a safe environment for your family, this podcast is the place for you. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Mold Matters Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Jeremy, alongside my co-host, Mike. How's it going, Mike? Good. Good to be with you. Yeah, good good to be with you as well. Um, We we do a podcast here uh, about mold, about health, and we focus on any topic related to that. Oftentimes it revolves around environmental health, um, you know, our homes and and how we can make those safer places to live, healthier places to live. And that is usually mold, but occasionally we touch on other things that are a little peripheral to that. Um, Today we're not going to, though, however. We're going to talk about mold. Yes. And um, we're actually going to talk about a... You know, in mold there are actually quite a few topics that are not... I don't know if divisive is the right word. No, I think I think that's exactly the right word. Is that the yeah, word? yeah. It, this is a this is a topic that's near and dear to my heart because I've always thought that that is absolute nonsense. Yeah, we'll get into that. Yeah, we're yeah. I but wanna, let's build but it up. Though. Yeah, let's build it up. It, in my mind, for ten years, actually twelve years now, <laughs> I've been saying that's ridiculous. <laughs> so, yeah. So today is a divisive topic, and the reason there are divisive topics we've talked about this is it is in many ways hard to understand how mold works in our homes and there are many reasons for that many of our previous podcasts have talked about why it's hard to understand mold much of what we produce on this podcast comes from the science part of it talking to many professionals we're actually going to cite one of the well i'd say even nationwide professionals in mold Mm -hmm. Uh, and then and then i think a really valuable piece is what we always say mike just treating and being with thousands of customers over the years right right and just doing trial i mean it sounds bad because it's people's lives at stake you know their health but in many ways you are you're you're experimenting and and learning in people's homes and um i think that data is really valuable yeah and i also think it's important too as you um treat home after home after home you get better at it. You don't just keep doing the same thing and try to explain away the results. Yeah, I think we've we've done a pretty good job of of refining the process over the years. Yeah, I agree. So, I know with that buildup, people really want to know what you've been mulling over in your head for twelve years now. Yeah, <laughs> sometimes angry nights. <laughs> the so should, should I go ahead and yeah divulge what I call the dead mold myth where people and you can go on the internet in fact before the podcast i went on i spent maybe 10 minutes i found 10 different uh websites that said dead mold can make you sick Mm. and um so anyway yeah it it drives me nuts that's that's in one sentence the the dead mold myth right that dead mold can make you sick that's the myth yeah Uh, you hear it from customers you hear it from Mm -hmm. other mold remediation professionals you hear it from all kinds of people, right? Mm-hmm. You hear it from, from like, a missus of a house and a, and a mythter. That's where it got dead mold myth. Yeah. <laughs> because of the mythter. <laughs> yes. And so, um, I don't know if you want to give any backstory to this, but we uh, we actually 
I stumbled across uh, a well. I don't know if we stumbled across, but the head. What's her even? What's her position, Mike? She is the. Um, she's a PhD. I think she is the lead director of aerobiology. Yes. And she's the director, yeah, at EM Lab PNK. So we we use a pretty large and um, respected accredited lab, accredited, accredited lab, lab, yeah. Uh, and they have a great team of microbiologists, scientists, and the like. And I actually want to start out with this, Mike. Okay. Her very opening, she wrote an article on do dead spores cause allergies. And her name's Harriet Birch, by the way, Dr. Harriet Birch. And in the first sentence, you'll see how this comes into play. Do non-living fungal spores release allergens? A few years ago, I would have said categorically yes. And I think many other scientists would have too, right? Yeah. I mean, even I think the scientific community. Yeah, I think a, a lot still do. A lot still do, yeah. yeah. However, she says, several recent publications have indicated that spores may have to actually germinate before their allergens can be released. And one reason for this, and then she's going to kind of go into the reasons why, but basically the the crux of the article is several things have to be in place before um, allergens are released from a mold spore. Right. And uh, those uh, things don't happen when it's not alive, basically. Right. A mold cell is extremely complicated. Yeah. Has, has all these individual little working parts that depend on the other working parts to be working correctly yeah. for it to function as a mold cell. And... Um, you know, if you, uh, and maybe we can get into it right now. I think there's a couple of reasons why I think the myth is out there. One is there's a huge, huge misunderstanding between a dormant cell and a dead cell. Um, yeah. Dormant, in my mind, is just dried out. It still has an outer membrane. It's still intact. It just doesn't have food and water for that period of time. It's still very viable. It can come back to life at any time. Well, I shouldn't say come back to life. It can come back to be uh, viable any time. Yeah. Um, but that's a long way from dead. Dormant is not dead. Dead is dead. Yeah. That's that seems like such a simple distinction, but it's it's pretty important. Yeah, it's really important. Uh, some people on the one extreme think I've I've heard it many times from from people. Dormant mold. Dormant mold wouldn't. This mold is dormant mold. That wouldn't right. affect my health. And then on the other end, it's like, well, it's dormant. It's it's dead. Yeah. And no, so no, two different things. Two different things. Completely. Yeah. Right. And well, I guess I guess why is that important? Well, it's it's important because if you're trying to remediate your home, and somebody says your mold is dormant, you should be fine. Now you've got a problem. You're yeah. You're not going to be fine. Yeah. The other part is if you find a remediator that can truly kill all of the mold in the entire house and that's an important distinction of the entire home then you're going to have a safe home um, because it truly is is dead it's not just dormant it's it's dead there was a there's an article by um, the head of a, a pretty large um, certification group for mold remediators and he made the statement Jeremy in his in his article he said dead mold is defined in two ways dormant or deactivated and when I read that it just jumped off the page like and I thought no dead mold is not defined as dormant mold dead mold is defined as dead mold you don't get to choose your own definition to the word dead you know and so um, that is part of the big mis 
big misunderstanding and part of the big myth. I also think part of the myth is for years people thought that they were killing mold with bleach. Uh And so they would kill the, well they would think they were killing the mold, they would bleach the, the mold. Invariably somebody in the home is still sick so it'd be really easy to draw the conclusion, oh wow, dead mold can still make us sick because we killed it with the bleach and we're still sick. Well, the fact of the matter is, it wasn't until fairly recently we've come to realize bleach doesn't kill mold at all anyway. And so that could be part of where the myth came from as well. Yeah. And is it kind of related to what we've talked about with mycotoxins where you've you've brought up people blame, uh, you know, people blame some of the uh, unhealthy homes that they live in on the mycotoxin. It, it's, it's, it's become a, it's not a mold issue, it's a mycotoxin issue because they've had a traditional treatment that, that was a spot treatment in one yeah. section of the home. Right. And so, but they're still getting sick and then they rule out mold because it was remediated. And so they've blamed it on the mycotoxin. Right. We brought this up multiple yeah. times. Is it kind of a similar thing maybe where people are saying, well, we had the, you know, we had the mold treated, but, you know, I'm still getting sick. Dead mold must make me sick. Yes, yeah, exactly, yeah. Is and that yeah, and the fact of the matter is what's still making you sick is is there's still mold throughout the home. There's it's still, yeah. And so, I mean, we, we firmly believe that if you treat your home for mold, it has to be a whole home um, scenario. You can't spot treat for mold. Yeah. It's got to be all or nothing. Um, if you try to just do one bedroom or one one bathroom, um, you're not going to fix the problem. You, you could even possibly make the problem worse. Yeah. Yeah. So if you if you employ a full home remediation treatment method to your home, an effective one, yeah. you should be able to eliminate or kill essentially uh, all, if not most, of the mold in the home, and then that mold that is now dead should not be able to make one sick. No, if it's truly dead, as in denatured dead. Uh-huh. And when when we say denatured, we mean we've destroyed the outer membrane of that cell. Yeah. And any, any microbiologist in the world will tell you that once you destroy that outer membrane, that cell can no longer function as a cell. So it gets right back to what Dr. Burgess has said. Yeah. It, it can't respirate, it can't, it can't thin out its cell wall to be able to release an allergen because that no longer even has a cell wall. Yeah, actually, let me let me read from her okay. again, may I? Because yeah. you're saying, she says that, uh, you know, they believe that the spores have to actually germinate before the allergen can be released. Yeah. And then she said, three steps involved in the spore germination process are one, wetting of the spore, two, initiation of respiration, like you just said, and three, detection of appropriate nutrients. When these steps are satisfied, the spore can thin the outer wall to allow absorption of nutrients. A germ tube can be formed, and a germ tube can release enzymes and other proteins into the environment and begin digesting food sources. Spores probably do not have to proceed to the germ tube stage to release allergens. Um, Anyways, basically she goes on to say that, uh, you know, you have those three main steps, and really when the outer wall thins, that's when, you know, the enzymes are released and right. things are released. And that is the allergen, those proteins yeah. and enzymes, right? So if those three, you know, if those steps aren't satisfied, 
it can't release the allergen. So I was going to ask you, you know, in your in your remediation profession, um, you know, you, you've used all kinds of products, but mm -hmm. I know you're a fan of certain ones over others. Right. Um, and, and I've often heard you say that you you encourage product you encourage a product that denatures the mold spore. Right. So can you explain a denaturing of a mold spore and then maybe fit that into this conversation of it's not going to be able to maybe release the allergen if it's denatured. Yeah. So, um, in fact, I'll tell you a story. We have a uh, um, environmental hygienist that um, is a consultant of ours. Mm -hmm. And I was telling her, because I'm not a microbiologist, I'm just a guy that treats homes and tries to make homes healthy. But I said to her, you know, the way our process works is is we do a couple of things. One is we denature the the cell um, by destroying the outer membrane and then we also there's a proton exchange which is part of the oxidation and so I said there's two things and and she said well in my world those two things are the same thing you're basically denaturing the cell yeah. and so anyway yeah it it becomes a non-working what we call inert nothingness after we're done with it uh -huh. um, other products you know will slow the growth or you look at labels real closely because they'll sell stuff like at Home Depot or Lowe's or, or a place like that that says controls mold. Mm -hmm. um, very, very, very few things actually kill mold. Um, and very, very few processes can actually sterilize a home from mold. And um, so you got to be really, really careful. Um, I will say there there is one kind of a caveat to what we're saying is what we refer to as mold load or soil load. Yeah. If you have a ton of mold, for example, um, down inside of a drain where you've got the little plunger, you and I talked about this this last week. Yeah. If you have mold on top of mold on top of mold on top of mold where you've got, you know, just tons of mold, yeah. even the very, very best processes may not be able to fight through that and kill the entire mold mm -hmm. load of that. That may need manual cleaning before you do your final sterilization. Yeah. So you got to be a little bit careful with that. But as far as just your basic, you know, surface mold on homes, in homes, in bathroom ceilings or whatever, um, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty easy with our process to sterilize the home. Yeah. So if I'm summarizing or maybe, yeah. So a denatured mold spore, it basically... You know, we talked about thinning the outer wall. It mm -hmm. Kind of, in a sense, does it does it blow up that wall? Right. Yeah. It basically punctures it, disintegrates it. It kind of burns a hole right through it. Yeah. Burns a hole through it. Yeah. And so, you know, this is kind of devil's advocate, but it, mm -hmm. but I think I know the answer. Uh, would that not release an enzyme and some proteins and allergens? Um, well, with our process, we're actually um, oxidizing all of those enzymes at the same time. Um, mm -hmm. What we use is, we have white paper that shows it. No, that, that actually oxidizes um, mm -hmm. enzymes and metabolites. And, and so uh. it, it may or it may not, but it, it doesn't matter because our process and with our dwell time in a home, um, it's gonna take care of it anyway. Yeah, and it, and it might go back to what we said about mycotoxins. If you have a, a full home treatment done where, where you basically denature all the mold spores in the home it's a simple matter of airing out the yeah. home 
yeah. getting fresh air in there. Yeah. And now that you don't have um, enzyme and allergen producing mold spores. A constant delivery of those, yeah. And, and mycotoxins as right. well. You yeah. should return to normal within a decent amount of time, right? Yes. As yes. fresh air kind of wins out. No different. We use this analogy the other day, but no different than having a gas leak in your hot water heater. Yeah. You get the gas leak solved, fresh air will win out. Nobody's freaking out saying we got to get the gas out of the house. Yeah. You know, just open the windows and things will be fine. Yeah, things will, things will get back to normal. Yeah. Um, was there anything else you wanted to say from some of the the articles that you read um yeah there was um a couple that jumped out at me there was one that said um (laughs) they and and i'm not trying to be mean at all that they're i'm sure they're trying to do the very best they can but they said we are mold removal experts and would never recommend the use of bleach to kill mold because even dead mold can make you sick um (laughs) bleach doesn't kill mold so the entire premise of that argument makes no sense at all. I mean, to say we're not going to use bleach because bleach, even dead mold, makes you sick. Well, it's also documented bleach doesn't kill mold to begin with. So that's that kind of feeds into to why I believe the whole thing is a myth and, and how the myth got started. Another one that I read said um, there is just a lot of misinformation on, on the Internet about mold. It said rub the surface of the mold with a broom. If it falls off the surface and becomes airborne, it is almost certainly dead. Um, absolutely incorrect. Really? Yeah, that's 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 not a clinical test. <laughs> the, the broom. Yeah. <laughs> so don't don't do the broom test. It's um, that doesn't mean a thing if it falls off the wall when you when you sweep it with a broom. Yeah. Um, there's just there's just a ton of misinformation. You have to be really really careful about what you read and what you believe. Yeah, yeah, and I'll maybe conclude here with uh, with a quote from this article again, where um, uh, Harriet says, a, uh, "Undoubtedly, a dead mold spore cannot germinate, and therefore is unlikely to release allergens." That was kind of in her conclusion yeah. paragraph. So, yeah. um, I think that's a good uh, a good place place to wrap up. I know we've talked about this topic many times, just in our own conversations, and I've heard you train people on. I, you get a text or an email. It seems like every week or two on on this topic. Yeah, and yeah, uh, yeah. and you know, I would say ten or twelve years ago, I was kind of like, I I think I'm right, mm-hmm. but we've treated too many homes and seen too many success stories where people's health completely turned around to to not believe that we're on the right track here. Yeah, I, I was going to say that too. The anecdotal evidence is hard to dispute. Yeah, you know, we have people who have asthma and respiratory issues and all kinds of other significant health problems and they they can from mold and they do if the home is addressed properly they do get back to to normal without physically removing a mold spore right right yeah they've got they've got dead inert nothingness all over in that house and they're still well yeah so so it works yeah well, that's uh, that's it for today. Thanks for listening. We'll uh, we'll talk to you guys next time about something interesting about mold and health. Yeah, and um, the last thought is what I told a customer once. Please don't call me your mold guy. Call me your, your fun, fun guy. guy. <laughs> Thanks. 
Thanks for listening to the Mold Matters Podcast. Be sure to subscribe for more in-depth information on mold illness and recovery.